0: Footy and frothies, Daggy and uh, Barney with you to look back and finals footy. Prelim finals are in the book. Semi-finals are ahead of us. Uh, it's finals all round. Four games to talk about. Uh, I'll make up the second half as we get there. But anyway, Barn, how are you <laughs> traveling, buddy? On the on
1: the mend. On the mend. Finally, I've had um, pretty rough three or four days. It's been a couple of weeks actually, but I've slowly, slowly gotten over it. Got some medicine and got myself back to some sort of relative fitness. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lost my voice for a couple of days, which is why we've put this back a day. But yeah, so.
0: Hopefully uh, the sound has, uh, holds up all right. <laughs> a bit of madness going on in the background, but we'll do our best. Eh?
1: Hopefully um, the voice holds out for the next hour or so, but we'll see what happens. And congratulations on the big 500. Yeah,
0: it's been a long time coming. It certainly has our Barney past 500 wickets in his, his cricket career, in fact, for Glenmore Park Cricket Club, so well done on that. Big effort there, um, which is uh, well deserved. You've
1: joined yourself in the five hundred club, <laughs> yeah, exclusive
0: club of of us two. So, yeah. anyway, we'll uh, we'll talk elsewhere about the rest of the geeks that we've cleaned up over the years. <laughs> we got footage to talk about. Any news? I, I don't really have any. I just was focusing on some final stuff.
1: No, um, I, I don't think we had any. Top uh, Mountains officially or injuries, signed with
0: we? the Brisbane Broncos.
1: Uh, yeah, Brian Tuo's Yeah, well. You know, it
0: wouldn't surprise me if he ends up starting half there at some point. I assume for this year he'll be just uh back up half and cover Reynolds when he's out for six oh, weeks of the year.
1: <laughs> or eight or ten, depending on how, how often he gets injured during the season. But um yeah, I can't see him forcing Ezra M out of the the sixth position, so no. It's um he's obviously gonna go up there and play back up at, at the Broncos. I thought Career-wise, his better move probably would have been to go to Penrith and, you know, play the four games a year that Cleary's not going to play. But it um, is what it is, I suppose. I, I,
0: I can only assume that uh, the in his mind, and it makes a bit of sense, he's only young, but Cleary's not going anywhere. And yeah. Reynolds has probably got a maybe year three, left, a year yeah, left two. maybe two. And uh, he can see some light at the end of the tunnel there. And him and, him and man might Absolutely. be, might be a, a bit of an interesting combination down the road. Look, he had his six weeks in the shop window this year. I, I actually... Dropped off him a bit more than any. Go through was disappointing at times for the Tigers. I know it was for the Tigers, but it was his chance to really shine. And well, we'll talk. We're doing a top eight review after this game. It'll be a bit quieter, I assume, by that time.
1: His Uh, first couple of games were decent. Um, He did definitely drop off in probably his last. Well His Brisbane game was was his best game
0: realistically. So probably get him a job.
1: (laughs) Quite possibly. Well, Kevvy's be scrambling, looking for some crew, some sort of creativity up there because they they did lack like it mm. definitely at times, especially at the back end of the year. So.
0: Yeah. So anyway, um, good on him. Well, nothing but the best for him. It. Um, what else have we got? Brian Tua is going to test the open market. Was the mail today? Whatever that means. We'll keep an eye on that. It's probably just a way to try and get look. If he gets seven fifty somewhere, he's a good signing for someone. But
1: yeah, absolutely. And Penrith are going to have to shed probably two out of their starting lineup over the next couple of, next year or two. And. Um, why not test the market, take it while you're at the... You know, he's at his hottest at the moment. He's a New South Wales representative. He seems to have that spot pretty much um, pegged down at the moment as well. So if, um, you know, if you can keep putting in the performances that he does week in and week out, be an asset to any team.
0: Well, he's, he is someone that someone like a Tigers could use. Or someone... No, or about, again, we'll talk about them, But someone like a Dragons can... That's a massive difference. You throw 200 metres in a game...
1: Especially okay. when 150 of them are generally the, the tough metres. That yeah, if right. you, If you do have a pack that's not quite up to it, that can add, you know, gives, gives your forwards a breather one or two tackles every set. So.
0: And the other thing I was just going to touch on, oh, Joseph Suali's declared for Samoa. Yeah. And as in Haas is out of the World Cup, so I'm not quite sure who's even left to play for Australia <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> We've, We've seen some ranting and we... raving and over-the-top stuff in the media in the last couple of days. Well, out of proportion as usual, but any thoughts no, on it? Absolutely.
1: That? Oh, at the end of the day, it's his choice, as Mal came out and said. If um, he doesn't really want him there, if their heart lies somewhere else anyway, so it's you know, if at the end of the day, if he wants to go there, I dare say it's because it, there's a good chance he may end up with the fullback spot in that Samoan team. Yeah. And going forward, that's just you know, it's more of a boost to his career if he can show himself playing playing at fullback and playing well against some of the best players in the competition. So. Yeah,
0: we've seen it once. It was in a, a clutch game, and it it's probably harsh to judge off just that. Oh, absolutely. So we can, you know, he's obviously not James Tedesco yet. So mm. I guess we take that for with a grain of salt. But he's going to bird some teams at fullback back in the through through the the early stages of the World Cup. You'd think so. Good on him and good on his checkbook, I suppose. Absolutely. And Oliver's parachuted in. Oliver, hello. <laughs>
1: hello.
2: Cool. <laughs> what? what uh, hello, hello How everyone. How are you? Um, getting better. Yeah, doing all right. But um, yeah, I'm here.
0: Classic, Oliver. <laughs> um, thoughts on Suárez and Haas out of the World Cup?
2: Uh, well, sort of for different reasons. Well, Suárez just not playing for Australia, but um, yeah, sorry, out of Australia. Yeah. Haas, I don't know. It's obviously personal issues. I think something to do with family. I saw a quote today saying that he really wanted to go over, but he he just needed to stay here for some family reason. So I I suppose that's fair enough with Sawali. I don't mind it. The thing I've realised, though, with most of the players who... Well, pretty much all of the players who have defected from Australia to a Tonga or Samara or something like that, they're either young players or they're players who have already played for Australia and are sort of getting towards the end of their career. I think for a lot of these players, they're thinking, well, we might as well... Actually, have a crack and all play for for Samoa or Tonga now, and in four years' time, we can still have an opportunity to play for Australia down the line. So for these plays, it, 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 I think well, it's more a situa- out, a situation they, of why not?
0: They get a, f- a get out you know. of jail free card because when they play the Anzac Test next year, they get they all can be picked for Australia. Exactly. So Which is a, I, I think I think, yeah. I think we're at the stage now. Some Samoa and Tonga need to be tier one. Tonga is tier one, isn't it? No, it's only New Zealand, England, Australia.
1: Oh, England. Yeah, yeah, well, England really needs to be demoted, T2, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, we'll see. Good old yeah, Brodie well, Croft getting Man of Steel over there. That's good. Oh, i tell you something we, about that. We thing. didn't. I
0: think oh, tipped we tipped that tongue I'm in I'm pretty sure, sure I did. Weeks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, but, I think they're all on record they at some were point just
1: going, oh, yeah. He'll go over there and get the Man of Steel. Anyway. Hass, I think, is a body issue, to be honest. I think he's... Obviously, there may be something going on at home as well, but I think his body just hasn't handled it as much this year. You saw his drop off at the back end of the year, um, bit of bit of time on the sidelines with injury, and I think he just needs a rest, mate. Like he's been flogged by that Brisbane team to within an inch of his life, and yeah, both shoulders and all the rest of it. It'd probably be best for him to have two or three months off. And well, and this is thing. And get back. Ponga's
0: elected to sit out as well. Um, and New Zealand now just complete morals, or is there still enough in the Australian team?
1: I, I, I don't think you ever right Australia around. I think Australia's just a smarter football team. I think when it comes down to the games that are going to be won or lost by two or four points, you'll have... Australia $1.40. New Zealand a $5 of,
0: is a bet I think,
1: right yeah. now, I think it is. I did. New Zealand have more players that are going to be able to put on points and do the flashy stuff, but I think when it comes down to a two or four-point game, 10 minutes to go, Australia's probably going to be the team that's going to grind out those wins rather than anyone else.
0: So. And just for our, our legion of uh, Penrith fans, which half-back's going to get the Australian team home, Oliver?
2: I think at the moment it will be Nathan Cleary.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I would uh, not I be kicking Cleary unless he goes just, down just in just the next couple will. of weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough.
0: But some some spirited debate about him and DCE, who may come up in our review show actually when we get to him.
1: If DC had got his team into the finals, there'd yeah. probably be a bit more of an argument for yeah. it, to be honest. Because there was a couple of games there where he, they were close enough, if good enough, and he couldn't get them over the line. I know he was behind a beaten pack and the rest of it. but
0: it's funny. Since Origin, I think Appy's stocks have risen massively. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Damien Cook makes a team now. And Appy may not either. They may still go with Harry and Hunt, yeah. which I, I think is probably favourite. Yeah. I think I think obviously clear, a lot's going to come down the next couple of weeks, but Cleary's played the game yeah. A free game last week, uh, and <laughs> uh, lack of opposition really means Teddy's first pick, Latrell's second pick, and Matt Lodge is probably third pick at this mm-hmm. stage. Luttrell
1: <laughs> can play centre, so I, th- I think yeah. Jake
0: ends up playing prop.
2: Well, is to. is Tom declaring himself? He said if he was uh, fit, he plays. So I haven't seen. I mean, if he's fit, he will probably get picked in the, in the squad mm. at this rate. Well, so
0: yeah, I, sh- I assume it's the announcements imminent.
2: Yeah.
0: So we'll await that with braided breath. Uh, any other news, Oliver, from the week? We haven't really touched anything else.
2: No, that, that's pretty much it. All the eligibility stuff for no. this yeah. Let's
0: go back a week to Friday oh. night. 40 to 4. Parramatta defeated the Raiders. So I think we all tipped. We all tipped the Raiders, <laughs> We all tipped yes, the Raiders. So, oh, no, no, I, need, no I, need to, I need to issue a public apology first of all. I'd power 1 to 12, I think. So, so. PSA first before we start with that. Uh, apologies to Joey Tarpinay, who we left out of our top. <laughs> Top ten, thanks to our uh, stats man, GT. Good job, Greg. Uh, he finished equal fifth on 22 points, and obviously was picked in the team of the year. So everyone that's written in and said where the where the fuck is Joey Tarpine, um we apologise. He should have been there.
2: Yeah, to the to the people complaining that there was only one Penriff player in the um in the team of the year, they were incorrect. There's actually zero. So. <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, oh in the, in the, game the game starting... Game. Yeah. No, but did doesn't happen you go in for yo. He would have gone into the front row. No, front row. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. disregard. <laughs> but that would have been Maybe pretty funny. Fish. But, uh, but is, I don't think there was many... I think if everyone you, missed If you point. have a
1: look through our 17, there, there wasn't many clubs that had more than one player in there to begin with anyway. Because if it comes down to the 3-2-1 system where you're taking points off each other. Only, you know, one person from each club can get three points each week, so... Yeah,
0: I did see some mind-blowing commentary from on Facebook around how Ben Hunt uh, it, it, what an effort from Ben Hunt if he wins a E M because he's in a shit team now he's <laughs> winning the EM if he does which I don't think he will because he's in a shit team because Absolutely. he's getting the points Eric. probably unfair as we touched on the games like where they beat the Tigers and he, he probably got three points for that game he played like shite he was nowhere near his best in that game.
1: And there would have been games through the year where you had Penrith demolishing someone and there could have been four blokes that were worthy of the three points yeah. and yeah. one of them missed out on points altogether. So. And, and
0: we, we <laughs> they might have given <laughs> Yoa Cleary three and we gave it to 2-0 kick out or, or, or something. Yeah. So, um, you know, the, the fashionable ones seem to get a bit more of a, a run there. But anyway, let's get back to this 40-4. to 4, where, um, Did you do stats, Barn? I did. I did, yeah. Let's we hear them then.
1: <laughs> seven tries for Parramatta, one for the Raiders. Five out of seven conversions to zero out of one for Canberra and one out of one penalty attempts for Parramatta. 77% completion played 69%, which was 34 out of 44 sets, playing 25 out of 36. 700-plus run metres and 220-plus post-contact metres for Parramatta. Eight line breaks to five, 47 tackle busts to 25. 19 offloads to nine, three force dropouts to zero for Canberra. 0-40-20s, 258 tackles played 367, 1 ruck infringement to 2, 0, in the si- in the, zero inside the 10s for both teams, 3 penalties conceded to 6, 10 errors to 13, Mahoney made 38 tackles, Horsborough with 54, Brown 321 running metres, Savage with 205, Moses and Nakore both missed 3 tackles and made 14, Kotrick missed 5 and made 5, and Sebastian Chris missed 4 and made 11.
0: How about this one, eh? This was... Well, the eels just blew off the park. The eels were up-tempo. They were fast. But what killed them early was the offloads. They just had second phase going really early. And it seemed to just suck the life out of the Raiders very early on. And Tarp and Papua, tried really hard in that first 10, 15 minutes. But it it almost half-gassed them and they didn't have any support, which is what um, opened this up. It was pretty much a comprehensive effort and it, w- what hit home to me though is when you talk about effort in these sort of finals games I went back to watch the the, the highlight package afterwards just to refresh myself for, for the show and so many blokes falling off one-on-one tackles for Canberra one-on-one tackles and two-on-one, they just were falling off and that led to what, the second phase stuff and it just killed them, it was, it was a below average Canberra barn and a very good um, Parramatta.
1: Yeah, it was interesting considering how up Canberra have been for the last couple of weeks but there comes a time with Every team that doesn't win the comp where they hit the wall, realistically, um, there's, there's a point where, you know, the effort on effort eventually takes a toll on the team. And it was this game for Canberra. Um, Parramatta just came out flying. They were just battering the defensive line all over the field. It seemed like every every third or fourth tackle they were making, a, uh, they were breaking the line or causing disruptions within the defensive line of Canberra. And they just couldn't deal with it. Um, the, the error from Savage for the second try for Optech, where it yeah. just rolls through his legs, Balding. it was pretty much game over. Um, yeah, and you can n- see the wind comes straight yeah, out of sails. Absolutely, snails. all the heads went down. Savage did make up for it. There were two moments. The
0: there was that one, and there was the moment. I think where they got the ball in yeah. attack not long after that, and it just it like killed it him. It
1: was pretty much after and the Savage error straight and off. Savage makes a yeah. break and runs down the other end of the field and scores um, Canberra's first and only try of the match. And then I'm pretty sure it was a knock on not long yeah. after that. And but straight off again, it might have been the kick off, the heads just went and Paris straight scored back on. down yeah, again. That's right, yeah. but. Um, that run from Savage was sensational, the way he just left yep. blokes behind him, and you, you do have to give him kudos for that. But, um, yeah, Canberra just lost touch after that error and never really seemed to match the the physicality from, from Parramatta. They were tremendous with the way... The, the physicality that they brought through the middle of the field. Um, they were definitely showing up in the centres. Canberra's centres in defence were just... Cut to pieces by a Parramatta's backline. That's not they, their centers aren't any. You know, you don't lord their centers no. over anybody else in the competition. But they're um, showing up in the in, definitely in the centers and in the back row. I thought Papali and Lane actually really Papa gave this game in three months. He was them a, um, a lesson in how to in back row play. Um, I thought Tomoko was very good for Canberra and um, Josh Papali was very strong as well. Young was okay. Corbra, uh, Corey Horsborough had a massive impact when he did get on the field. Um, he had a really big game, as did um, Tarponay. But most of Parramatta's team was solid, if not good. Like It's hard to pick out a poor performance out of anyone in that Parramatta team. Um, Gutho and Pennicini were really effective ball in hand. They were causing all sorts of problems in the, in the back line for Canberra. Um, the halves were fantastic. Browns' running game matched with Moses' controlling kicking game. Um, 320 and, metres. And passing that's, that's game was Joe Joey brilliant. Manu territory. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, absolutely it was. Um, Lane and Papali I mentioned was a, was a back row masterclass. Uh, Madison came on and was brilliant again from the bench. He had so much coming into that team, coming off the bench. Um, Paulo was absolutely destructive, and I think it was probably his best game of the season. I thought he set up this win for, the, for, for Parramatta in the first minute of the game with just absolutely destructive ball running and they couldn't cope with it. They, they did their best, but even putting two and three blokes on him, he was still bumping blokes off and he was right in the game for, for a change. Well, for me,
2: the overarching thing for this game that I noticed is that it, it came down to, one, not only the pure talent on the field, but also the experience in playing in a game of finals intensity as well because power brought it from the outset and as we said, the the, the win was just instantly taken out of Canberra Sales and they couldn't come back from it. They didn't really know what to do again. That'll come with um, experiencing those type of games in future that'll help them but um, yeah, they were just done. I thought um, with the Xavier Savage try coming off the back of a disallowed try um, for Parramatta just before that, I thought, OK, maybe um, heading into halftime here, Canberra can sort of... It felt like
0: in another, in another round, the yeah, game would have evened it, up and Parramatta might have
2: even it, pulled it, away there. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't have even uh, said, you know, they'd come back and end up beating Parramatta, but I thought at least to come back enough so that it was a relatively close game and they, they didn't get um, absolutely flogged off the park. But then the halftime came in the second half and it was just back to... Business as usual, you know, we mentioned um, before, you know, some games you can sort of give um, four different players three points. I think you could just about give ten different players from Parramatta three points for this one. It was just, um, again, you mentioned Dylan Brown. I think he was probably the standout performance other than both second rowers, I thought, Papali and Sean Lane. But realistically, at least from the starting lineup, and you add Ryan Madison in there as well coming off the bench, it was just a, a near-perfect performance for Parramatta.
0: And Gutho is great at picking the bones. Mm. I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like he just, when, he, when they're on top, he knows when to chime in and when to throw one out wide or when to put his wingers away and it's he was, he was as good as he could have been here.
1: Yeah, momentum player definitely. Just yeah. jumping in at the right time off the back of um, what's been put in front of him. I actually thought Moses was the best player on the field until he got again got concussed. Or um, well, I don't think they classed it as a concussion. But there's obviously a bit of a worry going yeah. into. You know he's going to be targeted again um, going into next week. Yeah, it was very much a white and just but going fuck you, oh, Moses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're coming with me then. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, it was. Um, and I gave Paulo the two points. Well, talk points. No, Just talk.
0: We didn't. Neither of us talked about it. So just talk us through Moses. Um, he's kicking and he's running. He's all on point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, his selection of passes to his outside men, he was drawing players in. Uh, it was generally on the back of that uh, sweep play where the, 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 uh, the dummy half goes back to the halfback. But he wasn't just passing the ball along the line. He was going in, committing defenders, and then selecting which player to play which was generally the cutout ball to hit the centre, which gave Penasini a lot of ball during the night. Um, he, uh, he had a really good game on the back of um, Moses' selection of pass to put him into, into position. And then um, I'm pretty sure who's on the east outside. Was it Sivo or Wanga yeah. Blake? Sivo. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they, those two have an absolute field day on that side. And you came back to um, Moses' running. So he's, he wasn't carving the line apart, but he was you know, running to the line and taking the chance of getting hit in his pass selection. And his kicking game was fantastic. I don't, I don't think he, uh, I don't think there was a, a forty, a, a twenty metre reset, seven tackle set all night. His bombs landed yeah. just inside the try line. He, his grubbers landed in, in goal. He, yeah, he terrorised the team with his kicking games. It
0: does particularly feel like the year that he's ascended. Like he's now gone beyond the what we thought of him as a flat, whether it was a flat track bully, whether it was. He's definitely stood
1: up in more. But his kicking game's tough been games. great in the last. just so
0: good and from where they were we were questioning if they make the eight six weeks ago to now it now is to me starting to generally build my memory towards when I watch this game or by the end of it my brain was ticking over it. Hey, imagine how big a para Grand Final is going to be in oh, yeah, Sydney. It'd absolutely, be amazing.
1: And he's got that show-and-go as well. He, he works the short side better than pretty much any half in the competition when they get on that short run and show-and-go and go down the short side. I thought he was tremendous. Um, and I thought Paulo set up this game in the first 15, 20 minutes when he was on there. Just the, the way he was running off the back fence every time he touched the ball – I'm not sure what his metres were, but they were pretty ridiculous. 164 off yep.
0: 18 hit Here's some, made. Gutho, 216.
1: Three tackle busts. Uh, Brown,
0: 320. RCG, 190. Paulo, 160 with 53 post-contact. 220 to Lane and 230 to Papaigi, And 150 in Madison. It's hard to stop her. 24 tackles. And a Nick, Corey, 160 in... Um, well, he wouldn't have played
1: that long. A line he? break and a line break assist. I thought Paulo was tremendous. Near Corey
0: 168 metres in 40 minutes.
1: And then, as you mentioned, three of the other ten that could have possibly pulled points in this game. I had Leo, uh, Sean Lane, Brown or Papali for the one. But
0: I, th- I thought the back rolls were f- absolutely fantastic.
1: I, I probably would lean to Papali or Brown. I'll go probably, yeah.
0: but, Um I yeah. Especially given, and I don't know if this is good, but given how much they were shut down by Penrith, mm. They were outstanding in this game, I thought. So let's clarify. Moses 3, 2 Puppy, 1 to Paulo. Yeah, we'll do Ooh, that. Sure. That sounds fine. Thanks, Oliver. Ollie's <laughs> 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 well, just on board. All right. The next game was the uh, Souths putting away the – who did they play? It was a long time ago. Oh, <laughs> they that's played right. the Sharks. The Sharks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They did too. The Gummy Sharks. Uh, Twenty-eight, twelve. Stats.
1: Yeah, talking about saving one of your worst performances for a finals game, but it yeah, um, was definitely not impressive for what the Sharks put out there in this one. Two tries to six. Two out of two conversions played six out of six, then one out of one penalty attempt for Souths. 62% completion played 68% for Souths, which was 20 out of 32 sets playing 26 out of 38. 350 plus running metres and 75 plus post contact metres for Souths. 3 line breaks to 7, 27 tackle bust to 45 for Souths, 8 offloads to 17, 1 force dropout to 2, zero 40 20s, 307 tackles, played 269, 1 ruck infringement against Souths, 1 inside the 10 against Cronulla, 6 penalties conceded to 5, 15 errors to 14, Braley made 39 tackles, Murray made 37, Moylan missed 6 tackles and made 20, Ueli missed 5 and made 10, uh, Campbell Graham missed four and made 13. And Cody Walker missed six and made 20.
0: So, you know, I've trumpeted and trumpeted on about how they've got that shit 20 minutes in it. They seem to put all four 20 <laughs> minutes together in this game. But this was... I don't know what... It was, they just had no energy, it felt, for half this game, Cronulla. Most of it. And then... About 10 and minutes And then in. when they were... And then there was a point there, even late in that half, where they could have... You felt <laughs> they get some possession <laughs> here and score. They'll win this. It suddenly just turned on, and then, uh, who was it? Rudolph dropped the ball. Stro- was it Rudolph? Dropped the ball, first hit up off the scrum, yep. and then that was it, and that was the yep. end of it. Once Souths, turns out, look, I, I've got the inkling this Demetrio can coach. coach. Yeah. Uh, they shut down, they, and it's not hard. We could have all done the same thing, but they shut Nico down. There's no second point of attack there was on this game. There wasn't for this game, I should say. Um, when they started using than later in the half, he put up one kick, which actually led to points. But then other than that, he was sluggish. And it just felt like every time they had the ball, when they tried to shift left especially, they were just slow motion. And then Souths were able to counter half in their sleep. They just – I don't know if that was, like you say, whoever doesn't make the finals, the, the, the gas tank runs out and that was probably Sharks' game. But And uh, Fitzgibbon was quite critical of them, so – the days, last two weeks, even what, against, what, what, yeah, what do you take of this? Even
1: against the Cowboys, they were very nervous. You could see yeah. in the way that they played their football, they were very uncertain of exactly what they were doing with the ball, which obviously only led to errors and um, confused attack. They were physically dominated in this game yeah. from minute one until the end of the game. Um, the forwards got bashed. The only one that really I thought stood up physically was Rudolph, and he did have a couple of errors in him as well. Um,
0: i 'm really starting to really like Rudolph, I think he 's a good player, and yeah, apart absolutely. from what I just said but he...
1: <laughs> yeah but they, Hard as not I said to they like. were physically dominated right across the field, um, and that leads to that obviously led to panic they weren 't sure how they were going to so they started to try and go around the round south rather than go through them. You know you 're never going to win a game trying to go around ninety percent of the time you try to go around someone unless you 're that much better than them you 've got to go through the front door first, and they couldn 't get through the front door, so they started doing. Shifts to the edges, which you mentioned, were slow as well. Then um, you have, um, even in good ball and good position, they seemed to shy away from the contact. They weren't running mm. directly into the line and trying to draw players, they were trying to get around the outside, which just led to the, either balls getting thrown out the back or people pushed into touch. It just led to the attack breaking down time after time. Um, on the other, other side of that, the Souths were strong. They were um, physically fast and st- pretty skillful at different times of the game as well and could have been much worse like if Cody and Luttrell get involved in this game it could have been 60, <laughs> to, 60 to 10 60 to 12 but it wasn't um the thing that disappointed me the most was there's no like the Sharks have made their season on linking forwards linking with other forwards and short passes inside angles outside angles and that's the way they churn up the middle rather than just the one up one up bash through the middle and there was none of that in this game whatsoever there was no forwards linking with other forwards which just led out to one out runs and they can you can put two and three defenders on one bloke who's running the ball on his own it happens all the time you see a week in week out um, and then you throw in Moylan the friendly ghost who just <laughs> leads, uh, absolutely, leads the one point of attack which was Nico Hines and as soon as there's only one person that you're worried about with the ball you just send blokes at him from all different yeah. angles because <laughs> Moylan definitely was not there. He, was, he definitely was the ghost who just disappeared in this game. Um, his defence has been a question the entire season, and he wasn't getting involved in attack for the majority of the game. So you can't help out your halves partner if you're not going to get involved. So um, Just your take,
0: Barnett and get your or you jump in a sec. I'll, when you're watching this game and um, – the first scoring play is very early. That's what Nichols, I was
1: just about to get Nichols to. <laughs> walks home, how does it set up the game? Well, and, and
0: for me, I like I am there and I'm going, okay, this is gonna be done. a middle is gonna score for us, a middle is gonna score for us because it, this is how this is gonna set up. Yeah. And I've backed Finucane. I've backed every prop except for one, and guess who Waltz was yeah, over there? I probably got and the
1: worst part was it was an it was an outside shoulder again. The blokes over red, come in too far, and his outside man didn't move with him. So there was a yeah. massive gap on his outside shoulder. Even though the contact was decent, all he had to do was roll to one side and he falls over and scores under the post. The worst one for me was the way that Murray just brushed away Finnegan. Yeah. And then there was not a person to be seen anywhere near him after he brushes away. Because Finnegan's just doing the old arm grab, jersey grab shit and he just swats him off. And there's a massive fucking yeah. hole with nobody in it. And he just strolls over 10 metres out and scores under Which Which we did,
0: we did see against the Cowboys too. Two of their tries were, were gaping craters.
1: At that moment, that's when my alcohol consumption increased <laughs> and I knew that the game was done. Third try in the game, I was like, the Sharks have got no way of coming back from this. Unless they put on half an hour of the best attacking footy you've ever seen, yeah. there's no chance they win this game.
2: Well, I thought that was probably 15 minutes of all right, from the Sharks coming out of the second half and again not too dissimilar to Canberra once that um well, it was Nakora with a flick pass to that, that to was start, the, that was start the second half I thought oh a, a play like that a, tr- a try like that Should well was, it math. was about 12 mm. points in it at the time I thought okay uh, I'm back to being pretty confident and in the Sharks and, drops and then it the just ball sort of, the ball with yeah. the line open which
1: oh that was what I was trying to think. That of. was a turning mm. point where yeah. if if that it was a simple Could, pass as well. Because all, all of a all sudden had it's to do six was points catch and, it. and it's an eight-point game. Yeah. And there's still half an hour to go. The whole team momentum yeah. goes up, but the heads went down. Well, yeah. well, that's the thing. To your point for the rest of the game, it sort of felt like there were there was
2: ample opportunity where you thought, "Okay, Cronulla will get the the swing of the momentum at least for a bit here," because they usually do mm. in games. Right? It, it's coming, it's coming, and it just never it just never did. And they were. Pedestrian for pretty much the, the rest of the game, other than that small period, and it was just—it was like they were inviting South Fords to just run through the middle of them, and um, they opening up together. gaps, and yeah. they just, yeah, it, 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 I don't—I I don't think I've seen Cronulla honestly played that bad I, this year. Like, I,
0: I hate to—I hate to put it this way, because I know. I don't, I don't want to... I, I'm a big fan of, obviously, Nico and, and Finucane. It just felt they had no leader. There's no one yeah. there going to say, right, follow me, boys. McGuinness mm- had
1: a fair to contract. Yeah. McGuinness was probably their best on the field again. But no one was going to drag
0: them back to where they needed to be.
1: Yeah. But yeah. even with the tries that they did score, it was generally one person made it happen. You know what I mean? Like, Nakora made that line break to be able to flick yeah. it back to... Yeah. Um, For Ramian to score, the other one was was fantastic. Nico pulled someone out of position to put Mulitano over into the corner, and yeah, as you mentioned, there's not a lot of of players that I wanted to mention out of this game, but there was a couple. And um, where was I? I was down here somewhere. (laughs) I thought, yeah, Nicor and Hines tried hard. They didn't have a lot of impact. Finnegan was pretty good, apart from the arm grab where he got around him and scored. Um, Mulatano and McGuinness were easily the best players for the
2: Sharks. Otherwise. Does uh, n- Next year going forward, does McGuinness need to start at lock and Finucane off
1: the bench? I think so. I, I'm surprised they didn't do it in the finals, to be honest, considering um, Finucane's been out with injury in and out of the game and he hasn't had as big an impact in any game this season okay. as McGuinness has. <coughs> uh, we'll we'll talk about out. this more
0: next week, but should Finucane be transitioning to prop?
1: Yeah, or... Try and play 60 bench, minutes of prop. Yeah. Or both, or whatever suits, you. Yeah. Whatever And whatever you, should, you really
0: see, you've got to be getting 80 minutes out of McGuinness.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because you, you saw how um, good he's been for the last eight to ten weeks of the season, McGuinness. Yeah. Yeah. Tolman's going. their best player week in a week, yeah. Yeah,
0: up and down. If you can at least build a solid base around Fanuka and Rudolph. That's the thing that I I one of the
1: performances that disappointed me the most. Ueli has been one of our strongest front rowers for the entire season. When he has been there, obviously he's been out for a long time through injury and all the rest of it. But he was barely existent in this game. The, the hit-ups that he did have, he just sort of trudged into the line and did the old Aaron Woods, turn your back and look for an offload mm. and make five metres and get wrestled to the ground. And his defence was poor as well, which is unusual for him.
0: And for feeder going too, is um. so you're actually down two prop. Who's the young bloke you're a fan of? There's another one that I can't think of right yeah, now.
1: Yeah, he's gone off the boil for about a year and a half. But Franklin Pele has been playing in um, – so- Reserve grade. I, th- I think the future lay
0: the future for Old Dale lies in the middle of the field.
1: Um, yeah, and you're bringing in um, Oregon Kafusi's coming into the squad next year. Which he he would be a handy hand. yeah. front row yeah. yeah, But yeah. Um, but yeah, there's they they need another two big bodies in the in the middle oh. of that pack, and they probably they well, they didn't they need another half. Like that's not. <laughs> I know they finished second, and Moylan did have his moments during the year, but he's past it now. He's a 14 at best, hey, in my opinion. Keep bro? throwing
0: up blokes like this, but. How good would say uh with a Nico there someone like a someone like a Dewey at 6 yeah. is a perfect fit for that sort of team really when you think of it? What's up um, or you
1: could go the other way and go all out attack with someone like Ezra Mamm or something oh, like man, that like a, you need
0: a you need a line breaking 58 and it, there's, not I mean, many, in fairness, there's not many in not many of
1: them Brodie Croft Lucky Miller well it's yeah Lucky Miller I was surprised he didn't try it in the last 20 minutes, to be honest. I, if it was me, I would have hooked Moylan and put Lockie Miller in there for the last 20 minutes and just said, have a crack so like Because, you know, his footwork disturbs the defence. Yeah, And he's quick enough that if you give him half a gap, he's going to be gone, and then you've got to deal with what happens after that. But
0: All right, We've talked a lot about uh, Cronulla. So what about South? So many Penrith now, there are, and we're about to we'll, – we'll, we'll actually, I'll save a few of my little gems there till the preview itself. But at the end of the day, they are pretty good. Campbell Graham's been fantastic the last two weeks. Apparently, Jesus he's got a broken really rib good. as well. He's yeah. been
1: needled up for the last uh, three weeks.
0: My God, he's a... Like, I think I said it last week, but these teams that need strike centres, how he's not <laughs> commanding money somewhere. Someone should be paying him 600 to be a centre because he's a fantastic defensive centre, apart from that one game he had... And he's got a time against too, the the they don't he go against that the Sharks. way. When, what's the game he played, like, shit one? No, it's the Dragons. Mm. He had a shocker. But his, his timing and his footwork, is, he, he set up what... he had. Two or three try involvements here yep. through footwork alone and just strength and standing. He was fantastic. Uh, Cam Murray, like what a, a walking god of rugby league he, he is. He's a future Australian <laughs> captain, let alone anything else because, my God, what a man. He was sensational. here. And, and and they've put 30 on a team or 26 on a team without, like you said, Luttrell and, and Cody really
1: being yeah, involved yeah. here. Way too involved, Well, a, a yeah, lot so. of it,
2: as I said, sort of was the forwards and – I don't want to downplay what South did because all you can really do is play in front of you and they did that well. But I think a lot of this does come down to, like, Cronulla just being completely off the ball. Um, so it will be interesting to see against Penrith next week because I doubt Penrith will be that off the ball. I'm just going to say that as a bold prediction right now. So it, it just will be interesting to see sort of how... I don't want to call it like a free run or something. I don't want to disrespect Cronulla to that extent, but it will be interesting to see how South Sydney prepare coming off of a dominant victory against a
1: team that that really didn't show up as well. Well, they did pull up for the last... The last 20 minutes of this game was very scrappy. It was very stop-start. There was a lot of, um, you know, wrestle and slow play, and I, I don't think this game would really affect Souths at all, to be honest. I, mean, I think they'll come out of this game better than what they were... In this game, a little bit of a tune-up. Um, but, yeah, I thought Ilias, probably Ilias' best game that he's played for the year. I thought he was fantastic. His kicking game was on point, and he did take it into the line a few times, which has been one of my bigger criticisms of him uh, during the year. Uh, Grant, you mentioned Graham already. He absolutely terrorised that left-hand side for the Sharks. I thought Cook was quite good again. Um, he was obviously given the platform to be good, but he got out and caused a few problems with his passing game. Um Nichols, he scored the first try. He was pretty pretty strong as a as a backup front rower. Um, Keon Kulamatungi was fantastic again. The bloke just gets better, seems to get better week in, week out. Um I don't can't remember a poor game, at least not in the last half of the season from Keon. He's been fantastic. Add uh, Tavita to to that list. Yeah. Tavita Tatola to again. He just the only worry with me yeah, with to, to, with Tatola to is he's Little, it seems like a bit of a hothead. He's someone that you could get under his skin and probably get him set off or get him 10 minutes in the bin. And, yeah, you mentioned Cam Murray. He was the best player in the, on the field by a long way, I thought.
2: So what you're saying is all Jerome Waller needs to do next week is talk to him and he'll set Totala, him off. I reckon yeah.
1: they could probably set him off, yeah. <laughs> What's been
0: interesting, so our biggest thing from from the preview show was the pumpkin aspect of the of South Sydney. And we saw it, we saw it in the Roosters game, but... The interesting thing about that and this week is that Luttrell has stayed in his own zone away from it, which is, which is, he's got his head switched on and he, I think he, he knows what he's doing. And the other wrap on you of Luttrell, I think he kicked none from 12 from the sideline going into finals and he hasn't missed a kick since. And
1: it's 12 from, from 12 for yeah, the finals. Which season. is, yeah. like,
0: he, he knew what he had to work on and it's like, the bloke's a freak, Look, he's getting a lot of publicity, obviously he's Buzz's favourite player because he's on the in the
1: it's a walking pool. headline, mate. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what they him.
2: absolutely yeah. love and thrive. He, he, he's on. also, yeah. and, and I can tell, he's well and truly feeding into it now and just like giving him the headlines. Like the other day, I saw yeah. one where he's like, "Oh, well, I just go out
1: there to put on a show and entertain." So, yeah, I, and Sorry. I like
2: that. There's there's nothing wrong with and that. You might as well come up give with it the to
1: him. the Canberra game, and he's talking about trell milk because of Trill his Trill milking, yeah. and, and now and it's trelliance. and now yeah. it's And I love as well. But the only thing I'll say is, do not, do not
0: ever play up the booing thing as a result of it because you'll play it's it's a typical Well, it's a a pro wrestling but they love to hate you it's like when we go to the cricket to boost Stuart Broad. it's because we don't boo him because he's shit we boo him because he's the best bowler on the other team (laughs) or whoever it might be yeah yeah. Yeah. so don't don't play race cards and that sort of thing but just be trail be the lightning the what is it the the thing lightning lightning hits that's the one the conductor. Yeah, the conductor uh, uh, and, uh, and yeah. go on.
2: I want to see Latrell become Zlatan Ibrahimović. I don't, have you guys heard <laughs> of him, the, um, the soccer player over there? He pretty much calls himself God. Yeah, Zlatan, yeah, yeah. He signed, a few years ago, he signed for one of the American MLS yeah. teams. I think it was LA Galaxy. And he said, um, congratulations, LA Galaxy. You've just signed for Zlatan. How, yeah! f- how very good for you. <laughs> ruh, 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 so I, I want to see Latrell do that. I want to see him call himself God. Go Out there, and if you ever signs with another team, they the think
0: the problem with that is I love it, but it, you can get away with that in Europe and Australia, is such a tall, poppy country, yeah. That <laughs> you're just gonna, you'll just make yourself that's why I like guy. it
2: more. But the, the, the thing is, as well, that all the difference is winning, right? It's good to do it when you're winning, and that's why I don't mind the Penrith plays doing it as much getting called arrogant because I actually win. Whereas when some other teams, you see a bit of arrogance and they lose, it, it just looks stupid. So, again, there's that fine line. That's the only thing that, yeah. as long as you win and go for it. the same with, like,
1: park cricket or park footy. You come back to the pub yeah. after you win a game and you talk about how good you were and you smashed yeah, this bloke shit, and yeah. did this and did that. He when you lose, you come bash, back yeah. and you cry
0: into your beard. Yeah. Like <laughs> just well, maybe you lose, but you take five for ten and you're still a god. So that's fine. <laughs> but um, they – yeah, they, the thing is, the trail is now he's – He's proved his clutch enough. Like, you go back to the Roosters, flick pass, you threw that game when I did, uh, I think it was the first year we did the show, as you four. and we were all over him. Um, what he did in Origin last year, like, he's just, he, he, he proves to be clutch. So, you're allowed, you can do what you want when you're clutch. All righty, um, Murray three.
1: Yep, absolutely. I had next? Keon two, and then I had either Cook, Ilias, or Tane Milne, who I thought had quite a strong game. I,
2: I, I, I'd like no, Campbell Graham, fuck it. Fuck you. Yeah, yeah, probably Campbell. Campbell Graham, Graham for one. Yeah, but yeah. honorary honor, honor mention to Tane Milne. What was it? A two tries, this and a trial? Was it the other way around? Something yeah, like that. that was it.
0: So I guess we need to do a salute and slap and whatnot now. I suppose mm,
2: would assume uh, so. That's how it usually works.
0: Have you got a Have you got a pot plant, Ollie?
2: Pot plant. Well, I don't know whether the pot plant. Canberra or Cronulla? Because I feel like I've got a pot plant. Either team, just f- for a performance like that in the finals. I don't. Are you going to pop plant Cronulla or something Cronulla at all? Because I'm going to pop plant Mount Moilan. I've go. got I've got double Cronulla pop
1: plants. Well,
2: yeah. I, I'll triple you okay, because I, I was not expecting that level of come on, come on boys, <laughs> just run through the middle of us um, performance from um, from a team that finished second. So I've got to give it to the pot plant to Cronulla.
1: Yeah, well, I've got as I mentioned, I've got double pop plants. I've got Matt Moylan and Hamlin ULA. I thought this was probably the worst performance out of both of these two for the majority of the season. Uele, um, who's meant to be one of our big meter eaters through the middle of the field, ran uh, had eight runs for 75 meters and missed five tackles and made ten. Then you throw Moylan on the back of that, who missed six and made 20 and ran for 60 odd meters and had three, two of them crucial errors, <laughs> ball in hand. That's um, yeah, you, may, you could have put a pop plan out there and done close to that. Yeah, you Matt. A couple of times would have made 60 metres.
0: Matt Moylan for, for offering uh, the no point of attack that Cronulla really didn't want. So <laughs> on you, Maddie. you got to salute and slap. We're gonna Let's slap someone first. I'm going to slap. Don't know. Who are you slapping? <laughs> I haven't thought about this.
1: We need to put some rules around the pot plan. I think we can't pot plan a whole team going forward. It needs to nah, be an individual be pot plan that you can just leave on the particular field. <laughs> to be fair, I mean. But I'm going to slap um, Nick Kotrick. I thought it was one of his worst performances of the season, considering he's been much better coming back from the Dogs for Canberra this year. Um, he did have 13 runs for 130-odd metres, but he, he made five tackles, missed five, and had a pretty poor error in, in the game as well. And um, has definitely not up to his standards recently so I've just thought
2: of something right can I still slap a whole team right now yeah, because for, I want to add it. a pun in there because oh. I pl- pop playing in Cronulla I might as well slap Canberra but I'm not just going to slap them I'm going to Viking slap the Raiders <laughs> right out of this competition like I predicted they would be three weeks ago but anyway
0: and <laughs> I slap you for that and I slap myself for tipping uh, for tipping nil from two this week that was yes. pretty ordinary and there's a, you know, there's a big club on Pop Plant. We'll, we'll revisit the Pop Plant and Slaps next year because they, they do cross over quite a bit. We've got to salute, I'm going to salute Brad Arthur. What a coaching performance. Should be in conversation for Coach of the Year to get this much out of this Parramatta team. What a guy. I'm people just seething right now. Just getting better. Cheesy, cheesy,
1: cheesy.
2: I'm going to salute myself because of last week's salute. It was a strategic salute and it paid off, obviously, for weeks. I've been bagging Canberra leading into the final, so Brisbane shit the bed and they make the finals and then I tip against them and they win. And while I also tipped against Canberra, heading into this one against Parramatta, I did a a backhanded salute to Canberra for, for proving me wrong all this time to break that karma. And they lost and it worked, so I salute myself for the last week's strategic salute.
1: Oh, fucking Stardust, wow. <laughs> magical voodoo coming from Ollie here. <laughs> He's just gotten rid of Cambry out of the comp <laughs> with God. his magical voodoo. <laughs> How good. Stick around for our bottom mate <laughs> review because I'm going to be so drunk at the end of it. and I'm going to slew Cameron <laughs> Murray. Someone has to. The bloke was hey, yeah, of course. tremendous. He had a try, a try assist. Made 37 tackles, only missed one. Ran for 150 odd meters. Five tackle bust. Line break. Line break assist. He was in everything that Souths were doing. Now we get
0: to preview some shit.
1: <laughs> yeah. So ten to
0: eight from Townsville, Friday night. The Cowboys host the Eels. In both of these games, I still have. I have no idea which way I'm about to tip in either of these games till I think about this some more. Which is exciting. It's like, it's two words just fall out of your mouth. Yeah, that come out. Yeah, good. That's how things happen in my life. Uh, For the Cowboys, after the week off, Drinkwater, Felt, Holmes, Hiku, Toolangi, Dearden, Townsend, McLean, Robson, Cotter, Gilbert, Nanai, Tamalolo, the bench is Hamaso, Tabai, Fido, Leilua, Hess, and Neem. Come at me, Greg, after pronouncing those. And for the Eels, Gutherson, Sivo, Penasini, Opchek, Blake, Brown, Moses, Campbell, Gillard, Marnie, Paulo, Lane, Puppy, Madison, Bryce Cartwright, the one change comes into the bench with Arthur Kafusi and Nia Kore. Uh, yeah, interesting
1: times, Barn. Hey? I was half expecting you to get Brown wrong after no, that no. little <laughs> fucking. Well, I think I pronounced it correctly. <laughs> oh mate, both of these games have a similar feel to me. Um, I can see one team benefiting from a grind and staying close for sixty to eighty minutes, and then you know winning it at the last minute. And I can see um, two of the teams just being explosive early and just blowing the other team off the park and then the other team having a chase. So, um, For me in this one, Parramatta, I think they need to amass somewhere between 18 and 20 points in the first 50 minutes of this game to put the Cowboys out of it because I think if they leave it late, the Cowboys, they've pr- proven themselves to be one of the fittest teams in the competition which Parramatta haven't. When, when you go back to Parramatta's bench, they lose a leg. And if this game's still close in the last 10 minutes, I'll be backing Cowboys to come over the top of them. Um, but I think Parramatta do have enough to be explosive enough early and put on some points, cause um, cause issues for the the halves and the centres in the defence for the Cowboys and um, score some early points Uh There's a little bit more X Factor, I think, coming out of the Parramatta halves, which leads to a few more points. So I think Parramatta, I've got one to 12. Wouldn't surprise me if the Cowboys do come home very strongly and make a very good game of it at the back end of this game. But I think um, Parramatta just doing enough uh, early to put themselves ahead... To be um, yeah, winning one to twelve. I'm, I'm going to back Moses again. I don't think I've seen him in this kind of form leading into finals, and he is somebody who does. I know we've we've potted him as a flat track bully and stuff, but recently he's shown himself to play better in these kind of tough and tight games. And they're going to need a really good kicking game to to put this Cowboys team away. So I'll go with him as man of the match. Um, it could also be Papaliti just rampaging early and scoring a try and setting one up. But I'm going to go with Moses. And I'll go with the first try with Sivo because he's as good a shout as anyone to score the first try in any game that he plays. So.
0: Yeah, to your point, I feel like both these games will have a very good handle on where it's heading 15 minutes in. I feel like it will know early, but what do you think?
2: Well, I think this one's going to be a bit of a grind, to be honest. I think it'll be an extremely close matchup i've been sort of a little bit sort of tossing and turning if you will in my head who i'm going to go with but in front of a sold out home crowd i think that might just give the cowboys the edge a little bit they'll be up for it as paramount obviously will be as well I Just like what I'm seeing out of the Cowboys' backs a bit, if they get to the edges, I think they can expose Parramatta a bit, and I think that can be where they win the game, um, which is something they've done very well throughout the season as well. Um, It's hard because you'd probably give the half's edge to Parramatta because of Moses' form and even Dylan Brown, but I feel like as long as the Cowboys can sort of get the ball to their edges, even the second rowers as well, I feel like they have what it takes to sort of edge Parramatta there it will be an extremely close game I think watch it be a, a blowout out one way or the other now but <laughs> I am just going to go with the Cowboys 1 to 12 I'm going to say first try scorer I will go with Murray Tualagi and I will say man of the match um, I think I've got to go Tom Dearden just being able to get the ball out to those guys and running a bit himself but interesting I remember when I was headed to the Panthers-Eels game with Dane and we are having a bit of a chat about sort of the Eels and the finals. And this is a bit of a, I guess, in a way, a bit of a hoodoo breaker for Parramatta if they can do it because it always seems whenever Parramatta get to the finals and they verse the Cowboys, they're usually the favourites to win. I'm not actually sure. if They're, they're not favourites here, but they, favorites, they're, they're usually the favourites to win and they lose 2005. They were supposed to win the comp. They got wallet by the Cowboys in the last round of the final. Uh, in the preliminary final. Um, and there was, in 2017, was I think I saw it was... was Tim Smith, wasn't it? Yes, correct. Um, but in 2017, that year when the Cowboys snuck into eighth in the second week of the finals and Para finished top four, they went out in straight sets and it was because of the Cowboys. So this is also sort of a bit of a, I guess, a historical hill that Parramatta is going to have to try and overcome, oh, which uh, I don't think they will.
0: Yeah, they... This is a funny game because Cowboys feel like the ultimate... Grand final side, like the, the side that makes the grand final to be beat. And that's what they feel like, uh, with all due respect to them.
2: They feel very much like the 2019 Raiders for me. Yeah, a little bit. Like oh, they.
0: Yeah, you can go right through. There's always this team that makes the grand final, but they're just there because
2: And when they get they there and, and everyone's behind them and they're the underdogs and then they yeah. verse actually, the and, team and then, yeah.
0: And the other point, actually, the, who I realised who the Cowboys are these days. Cowboys are mid-90s Newcastle. Where Newcastle are now a complete basket case, but they always had that strength of being the local team um, at their best. Every three or four years they cycle through and the town gets behind them and they rebuild and it is. And that's who – they're like 90 They're the, the yep. late 90s, Newcastle, or 2000, Newcastle. Uh, and Newcastle, as I said, a lost of the plot. What does it all mean? Nothing, because now what I'm going to do, I'm going to tip Parramatta. <laughs> I think they're, they're too big and too strong. and They might – bash their way into this game and set a nice tone for their halves who are red hot. And I'm going to jump on, just get behind the bandwagon of uh, uh, all Western Sydney final and just to what it might do for, for rugby league in general. I think it could be amazing. Mount of the match, I'm going to go with Dylan Brown uh, on the back of last week. Uh, back end time and space, he'll have a couple, he'll score a try and set up another couple uh, just through his strength there. But a tremendous clash him and did and a great clash, didn't? I didn't realise how young he was, but he's been around forever. It feels he like. Started he's a at 17, player, I'm yeah, sure. Serious player, didn't? Uh, and first try scorer, check keep his streak going as well. But so many key matchups. That the you'd argue the centres edge lies with Cowboys. You could argue either way about the wingers, and you could in the halves. I'm leaning slightly to power, but You could argue both ways. But I think the power forward pack have, have hit, their, hit their click, and I think Cartwright coming in a nice addition to that. If he's at his best, it gives you another offloader. And that's how they tied out into a those through the offloads, and that, that's where I'm going to go. 1 to 12, uh, looking forward to it. Saturday night is South and Penrith in another absolute cracker. Saturday night, we head to uh, a core, technically, the Souths home ground. As Penrith clash with the Bunnies <coughs> for the Panthers. Edwards, Staines, Tango, Crichton, Tuo, Luai, Cleary, Leota, Coruscant, Fisher-Harris, Kikau, Martin, Yeo. The bench is Kenny, Sorensen, Lenu and Salmon. For souths. Mitchell, Johnston, who's under a bit of an injury cloud. Also, I believe I've heard Tuoh is going to change back to the, the left side. The yeah. left side, yeah. Uh, Tas Graham Milne Walker, Ilias Taitola Cook Nichols Callum Arrow Murray, Nikarima Sele, Chikam and Cartwright wraps up the 17. Mansoor on standby for uh, for Johnston if he's not there. What a, what a story that Seriously. may be. Now yeah. what what do we do with this game? This is Jesus an interesting game. Perhaps a gra- well, it's a grand final rematch obviously, but perhaps grand final week come early as well. Um, this is. Such an interesting game, and I'll see this today. Oh, and maybe this say. is a bit of 4D chess in my own head. <laughs> Remember the last time they met, and South, Sa- oh, it was in the prelim final, wasn't oh, it? And South started busting them right open through the edges there in the first half and just started absolutely oh, killing them down oh, and then just stopped. Oh, Do you think that's indicative of the fact oh, maybe we'll keep it up our sleeves, or is that thing oh, overthinking this? That's
1: not- Quite possibly. No, 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 that's that's no, where no, they have no, to, no, to get no, them. No, as I mentioned, I think both these games have a similar smell to them. and To me, I think South need to be somewhere between, eight, uh, somewhere between 12 and 20 points in front going into halftime or not long after halftime because Penriff is suited to the grind, no end whatsoever. They, they'll play 80 minutes, they'll play 120 minutes and beat you by one. But they also have... They have more of an X factor than the Cowboys do to be able to match you in a explosive, yeah. let's go straight out of the bat, uh, straight off the bat. And um, I can't see South winning this game. Um, don't get me wrong, it, it could happen. The trail could have the game of his life, and Cody Walker could set up four tries. But this defense has been one of the hardest defenses to break down for over a year, a year and a half, two years. And they've got some of the biggest back rowers in the competition in your your kick hours and Yo with his ball playing. Leota and Fisher-Harris through the middle of the field. Like, good luck stopping them if they get on a roll through the middle of the field. So I think South absolutely need to ambush this game and be ahead by two or three tries going into the last half an hour of the game to be any chance. But I... I can see Penrith just strangling the life out life out of them from minute one to minute eighty and winning by ten or twelve and just looking as comfortable as possible. Yeah, the,
0: the, South South's key here is early ball movement, get the edges which have looked shaky at times for Penrith, get the edges panicking, and but you need to you need to execute too, and you need to put on eighteen points. You need to pull that off. The template's been there from Melbourne a few years back. Ever since then, we've said it. We say it all the time. It's much easier said than done. It's only been done maybe three times, twice by Barramander, admittedly. Uh, and we, and that's where they need to play to. If they don't, they'll get beat. This, And, and the more I think about it, the more it's a bit like Hayless trying to run down Black Caviar. I think this is the best of the best trying to – and we're, we're, we're trying to create excuses as to why Penrith will lose. We know why they can, but I don't think in practice it plays out. I'm going to go Penrith 1-12. Uh, man of the match, Cleary's going to kick him to death, make Luttrell either touch a ball when he wants to or not touch a ball when he wants to, uh, and just either take him out of the game or make uh, Johnson have to a lot, a lot of metres from his own yards in reply. Uh, that sets him up well. First try scorer, I'm actually going to go... The, the, the change is going to work. Biz will score first here, and um, then I'm going to let Oli do the rest.
2: Well, if Nathan Cleary has a bog-standard Nathan Cleary kicking performance, then Penrith win this game. <laughs> honestly, because, and the main reason for me why is because there's no one on the opposition that can match him. The one who comes closest, Not even close. honestly, right. the one who comes closest, and he doesn't, is if Latrell on every last tackle just came up and put up a few of his clangers. But you and start see doing it, he, he does do it. Because uh, that's the, the only line of defence, if you will, that South Sydney could possibly have against Penrith. A lot of what sort of kept South Sydney and Penrith, especially in that uh, grand final last year, what sort of kept them both afloat at the same levels? because you had Adam Reynolds responding to clear his kicks and having an amazing kicking game himself, right? Souths don't have that this year. So if Penrith can just honestly kick them to death, as you said, then they're not going to be able to sort of regroup from that. And Penrith, I think, will be on them and keep them back. And as long as Penrith defend well, which they very much can do, then South Sydney's options of what they're able to do in terms of that x-factor and the big performances from the forwards through the middle a lot of that's very limited so in that same vein I, I feel like it will be low scoring because I feel like South Sydney are going to have to defend their asses off and be gutsy in defense which I think they will be so I'm a, I am going to go Penrith 1-12 to 12. Nathan Cleary man of the match for, for the reasons I just said and I'll go first try scorer though I'll go Alex Johnston I'll say Souths get over first but again I feel like it'll be a gutsy defensive performance from both teams, but it'll just be that kicking game, pinning South Sydney back and limiting their options in what they're so good at doing in attack. They'll just get flustered and they won't be able
1: to... I don't think they'll be able to pro- provide much in attack. I didn't give mine, but I've got Penrith 1-12, to but a very comfortable 1-12, to and I wouldn't be surprised if they break it open late in this game. If Penrith are ahead by 10-12 to with 15, 20 minutes to go, you will see Walker lose his head. You will see Latrell lose their head and they will go into that psycho mode where they start doing stupid shit and Penrith will just romp all over the top of them if they get them into that, into that position. I'm actually going kick Our man, of the match. I think that left side is going to be lethal. You've got Isaiah Tass there, who's, don't get me wrong, has been a very good young fella coming through, but finals is a whole different game. And when you've got Kikau bearing down on you with, uh, with Toto and, um, and Targo on his outside... That could be anything out there. I think Paneriff's majority of their points come through that left side, and it'll be either Kicko himself scoring or setting up 2 and Targo. And I'm going to go with Brian To'o to score the first try back on his favoured left side. Lovely. It's, um, yeah, if
0: Souths are going to win, I can see Campbell Graham being a massive figure in this game, busting the edge, and uh, Colin Matongi for the same reasons. That's That's where... That's where the and can Charlie break. Staines and, yeah, and that's Milne that's down that side. Yeah. That's the scary, you know, that's, I guess, the point of attack for South if they go that Which way. Which
1: is the whole opposite of where they generally do go. Exactly. So it would mean the trail would have to break ranks and take control of the game, realistically. But Looking
0: forward to it. it it's, it's an intriguing game. And it sets up uh, an intriguing grand final, potentially. So if we, if we go with what we're sort of suggesting, well, final word here um, for footy and frothy's, if it is a Para Penrith grand final, which fans are going to be more intolerable, Ollie?
2: Well, here's the thing: I think Para fans because they'll lose, but <laughs> Penrith <para> fans <laughs> yeah. will be pretty intolerable
1: when they win. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. If they, yeah. win, if they...
2: like,
0: mm, I don't know if the Para fans are any better if they win. To be honest,
1: <laughs> if the Para fans win, you won't hear about yeah. it. Won't hear anything. Up- Apart from their win for the next fifty years, because they've had nothing to the good news yeah, is 30 their, years ...pin in between, their fucking yeah. flag on. For I'll we dead by day. the next one. 47. So that's
0: right. Anyway, anything you want to finish on? What's got frothing? That's what we usually
2: do. Nathan Cleary's boot. beautiful be- boot. Yeah, he's <laughs> a beautiful boot.
1: Who do you think's got a better chance out of Parramatta or Cowboys to put it to Penrith in the Grand Final? I
0: think Para. I, I think I think cow- like I said, Cowboys are a classic. They'll get there and lose by twenty, maybe maybe ten, and but comfortable ten. Para can beat them. We know they can beat them, and it can be a it'll be one of those full houses, eighty thousand, all the shit going mad, and all of a sudden, power up twelve nil, and Penrith going oh, Fuck, what do we do now?
1: I think the Cowboys, in my honest opinion, have probably got a better chance than Parramatta. Yeah, okay. I just think they've got a little bit more strike on the very outside edges, which is probably Penrith's weakest position in their defensive line. And they've got two halves that aren't going to buckle under pressure. I can see Moses and Brown or both of them struggling under the pressure of a grand final, whereas a Townsend and Dearden just seem to have a much cooler head for mine. So. And that's a fair
0: call because I think back to that uh, the time Para- last time Parra beat him and even the pub I was at, it's, it's chaos. Like uh, Cleary got sent, everyone's going mad, it's all just wacky land. If it's in a straight game, I can see what you're saying. But I, I, in my head, if, if Penrith had to lose, it's all going to be chaos. So we're to be a bit lucky
2: so cool. I think it, it, it's, it's weird for me because at this point in time, if it's a Panthers-Cowboys grand final, which I'm tipping, I'm tipping Penrith 13+, sort of to what you were saying. They're a team who gets there, whatever. I'd be tipping Penrith 1-12 to 12, but be tentative to actually go 13+. plus. I feel like once it comes grand final day against really either of those I just think Penrith have just got that experience, and, and again, just that level above everyone else who would be more likely, based off of that, probably para Then, I would say. But I, I, I'm just going to sort of say it here. I feel like, well, if it's a para grand final... If,
0: if, you say, if you make the argument, which Barney has, that calmness is what's going to get you close, yeah. then, yeah. yeah
2: I, so. I, I just feel as well this might not be the most memorable grand final. This year, as in, I think it might be one that Penrith sort of just well, wins. It, I, I'm just, I just getting feel that like feeling if it's going to be Pen Penrith Cowboys, Cowboys, especially. That's it's going to be
0: when they played last time. Yeah. They won by ten, and you go, "They're never going to win." Oh, they yeah. lost by ten.
2: Yeah,
0: and they're never, loo- uh, and never lose. And Penrith are never going to lose. They'll just everyone's emotions their motions, and Penrith's motions were better than Cowboys motions. But to like you said, it is intriguing that the edges are a concern if you have. The, they do get May back, but it's someone like a Val Holmes might be able to tear Targo,
1: that apart. Tago, Tago, all you get. Um, I think he's back. He's only one game, didn't he? Yeah, you get May. May back, but May and Crichton are susceptible to, to a
0: to a Luciano to, Val. Yeah. Uh, and on the other side, Hiku maybe busting and moving. Yeah. I,
2: I don't think it'll be. It would be as clear or as similar, but it wouldn't be too dissimilar. I don't think if it was a pair at this Cowboys grand, grand final for me than that South Sharks game. As in, the Cowboys will, will be in it for most of the game, but when there's opportunities to be taken, they, they just don't. And P- Penriff are just in control for most of it. And then probably after halftime, like Cronulla, Cowboys might score a couple of tries and we think we might be on here and Penriff well, What's got me frothing just, is the yeah.
1: Parramatta Cowboys game. I am expecting the Cowboys to come storming home at the back end of this game. I think Parramatta may set up a pretty good lead, but I expect the Cowboys to be coming home really strong through the middle of the field and the outside backs. And this game, I'm expecting to go down to the last couple of minutes. And there's going to be some chaos at the back end of this game.
0: Hopefully it's not a uh, obstruction uh, after the bell, but anyway, <laughs> we can all hope. Looking forward to it. Both games should be crackers. Look forward to reviewing it this time, probably earlier next week. Will Are you we... frothing? I might do that. Uh, what's going to be frothing? The clash of uh, the back rows of Para and actually the whole Ford pack, Para and Cowboys Fords, because uh, we're going to see a young Ford pack who. Uh, the little blokes you want in the trenches fighting away every and week. Knock them
1: down, drag them out, slobber knocker. Yeah.
0: They're going <laughs> yeah, to be up against the big boys. Parramatta are going to be up there to belt them. And we are going to see who's going to hold on. You know, your Reuben Cotters and Nanos of the world are going to have to step up against coming. the big boys. Yeah, and that's, and what, that's what's going to be exciting. And could do anything. And then he's in as good a form as ever, <laughs> JLJT. Mm. So that's, that, that game as a whole has got me excited. So looking forward to it. It's been footy and frothies. Stick yes. around. We got to review some shit teams now, <laughs> uh, and then we'll be back to review the all of this stuff. We're gonna—it's grand final week next week. Action Bailey Absolutely. potentially on the cards at some point. So, what a what a excitement machine he is. We'll get to that uh, and much more. Anything else you going to finish on? No. Bring on the footy. Happy days. Bye guys.